Thank you for tuning in to the Crossover Podcast. We hope this message inspires you and grows your faith. To learn more about Crossover, visit our website at crossovernorman.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Crossover Norman. Enjoy the message. Okay, we can sit down now. I need my notes too, guys. So how's everyone's week going so far? All right. Okay. Awesome. It's been one of those weeks. You had a test the last couple days. Last week, this week. And I'm sure all of you passed it, right? You know, there's a lot of people that walk into a test and they're like, oh, I dominated it, right? Like, I never was that person. Like, I was always like, Lord Jesus, all right? Come on, show up, bro. I needed him. Um, listen, I want you to know that my original sermon for tonight was going to be on sin and temptation. All right. Wasn't that going to be just a great, it was going to be a turn and burn. All right, man, I was excited about it, but, um, that's something that I had planned, you know, months ago. And then as I was writing it, you know, God started kind of overwhelming my thoughts over the past couple of weeks. I've been able to meet up with a, quite a few people. And it was funny that, the, that there, was this, there, there was this strange sense of there was this, this common thread of what was happening. And there was a lot of frustration about something. You ready for this? There was frustration about being single. Do I got any single people out here? Oh All right. And they were literally frustrated. And I was like, I get it. Okay, I get it. All right, I get it. It's frustrating being single. I've been there, all right? But listen, some of us, let's be honest here, some of us don't like that word single, right? You think singleness is a, is a curse. You know, think, you just think about Thanksgiving's coming around here in a couple weeks, and you're like, oh, crap, like... I got to go to my family's house, and auntie's going to be like, oh, you got you a boyfriend yet? And you're like, no, right? You got you a girlfriend yet? No, and then it's like, finally, you're like, okay, family announcement, I'm single, all right? Get off of me, I'm single, all right? I'm 20. My goodness. Listen, um, tonight we're going to look at singleness just a little bit different, all right? Um, the Bible illustrates that singleness uh, is equal to, and it might even hint towards something else. It might even be a little greater than marriage. What? Right? But listen, I, I, I think that we are going to not look at singleness as something that is less than. We're going to empower singleness tonight. Hopefully tonight some of us can change our perspective about what it looks like to be single. I know a lot of us, and, and this is seriousness, is I want to talk about, I do relationships about once in the first semester, and then we do a whole month of relationships in February, all right? So I just want to give you all just a little taste about relationships and we're going to talk about singleness in tonight. And I know that some of you, if not a lot of you, walk in shame of your singleness. You actually think that you're less than because you are, are single. And listen, instead of thinking that you are the odd man out, I hope and I pray, and I say this with all seriousness, that you can walk out of here with the understanding that, that you can be used by God in your singleness. And I want you to know that singleness is important and it is a process that God wants 
us to walk through. So listen, singleness is important. Tonight we're going to be looking in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And Paul here is the author of the letter of church, of the church of Corinth. And he was responding to a previous, uh, some previous questions that they were asking him. And they'd asked him a couple things, maybe about church order. And he answered that. He answered some questions about some lawsuits against other believers. And he answered that answer some questions about Lord's Supper and some spiritual gifts. And now, now he is getting to the, the, the question that many of us want to know. Should a person who is single, should they marry and how should they look at their singleness? Because during this day and age, it was just the norm of getting married. It was either arranged or they did it by themselves is that they were getting married. And this is, and since they had been following Paul's leadership and this church was really starting to take off and they were starting to walk with the relationship with Jesus, they did something that many of us need to do before we make this decision of marriage is this, should I get married, right? How many of us know some people that should have thought a little harder about getting married? Amen, right? Not me, guys. I won. All right. Love you, babe, wherever you're at. What's up, girl? But Paul steps up to, to his soapbox of singleness, and he answers some questions about singleness. And I want to keep this brief, but I hope I can keep this powerful tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 7 or 6 says it this way. Now as a concession, not as a command, I say this. This is Paul. I wish that all were as myself am, a.k.a. single, but each has his own gift from God and one of a kind and one of another. To the unmarried and to the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. Some of y'all are like, what the heck? You're starting to reread this. Like, hold on, let me look at this. You're like, yo, Russ, like this dude just said, all right? I wish that all were like me, like single, all right? Question mark? Like, oh, but each has his own gift. Wait, hold on a second. This dude wants me to be single the rest of my life. It's already a curse right now, right? But I don't think Paul is trying to go the direction that we're thinking. Like, it's... I think he's going the direction that many of us really need to look into. And he is saying this is that I've said this before in a different sermon, but I said that Paul is saying that singleness is a gift. Now, all of y'all are just like, all right, I'm, I'm packing up, right? There's no way that singleness is a gift. And I think we need to look at this tonight in Paul's perspective and let Paul answer why he thinks it is a gift to be single. And I hope and I pray that we can get on board for what he is saying. So we need to look at tonight. This is, this is my thought here is why is singleness a gift? Paul says it here in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 32. He says it this way. He says, I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord and how to what? 
please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about the worldly things and how to please his wife. And his interests are divided. And the unmarried or the betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord and how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about the worldly things and how to please her husband. And I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. Singleness is a gift, students, and he answers it why he thinks it is a gift, and it's simply this. It's because it frees you to, pr- to please the Lord. Singleness is a gift because it frees you to please the Lord. It gives you a destination on the journey that you're in right now. How many times, how many coffees have I sat with college students who are saying, like, I don't know what the will of God is for my life. I don't know what my singleness, why is this so important? It's because we're supposed to please the Lord. Can I get an amen with that? What are we supposed to do in this world right now? We are supposed to please the Lord. This is why Paul is saying this. It frees us to please the Lord. Singleness is important because you have fewer distractions. Because if you are a man, all right, and you are single, you only have to worry about pleasing the Lord. But if you become married, you gotta be, you gotta, you are worrying about taking care of your wife. And when you're single, you don't have to worry about picking your clothes up off the floor. You don't have to worry about, about making sure your beard shavings are off of the bathroom counter. How many times have I had to go back and clean those up, right? I, you don't have to worry about getting your dishes from the table and don't put them in the sink, by golly. All right, you got to wash them off and put them in the dishwasher. I just saved you about two years of fighting right there, fellas. All right? It's a big deal. Okay? Got an amen over here from my wife. And ladies, listen, if, you're, if you are single, you have time. You have more time to concentrate on pleasing the Lord. You don't have to worry about complaining about your husband towel being on the floor. You don't have to worry about the beard shavings being on the, the counter. You don't have to worry about the dishes being in the sink and him putting up the right way. You only have to worry about yourself and your relationship with Jesus. And that is to please the Lord. Now listen, don't get me wrong here. There are many beautiful things about marriage. It can bring accountability. It can bring a best friend. It can bring a missionary partner. It can bring a prayer partner. It brings a lot of great things. And I don't want to downplay marriage to make it fit the singleness mold. But what I do want to do is make singleness important because marriage is just a different stage that we are going to talk about later on in February with a relationship series. But what Paul is trying to say is you have more free time now when you are single. I think many people today, if we can look at it, with the 50% plus divorce rate in America, they don't understand the gift of marriage because they never opened the gift of singleness. A lot of people are married the wrong way because they did singleness the wrong way. And when you are single... You have more time, and I promise you, to cultivate a life that is meant for one singular purpose, and that is to please 
the Lord. See, in our singleness right now, and now listen to what I mean by singleness. Singleness is everything but not married, all right? Like, uh, you might be in a relationship. You might just be single, right? But I want to ask you a very serious question, and this is what you and Jesus can answer for your life. Is your singleness pleasing the Lord? Is what you do with your time right now pleasing to the Lord? It says that we're supposed to be anxious about it. We're supposed to be excited about it. I love how it says how we're supposed to be holy in body and spirit and pleasing the Lord. Listen, students, I get about 20 phone calls about September of every year for the last four years of crossover. And what it is, it's about 20 alumni that are calling me and they're like, hey, Brent, you're, you're right. You were right. I cannot believe it. And guess what I'm right about? You ready for this? You have more time now in college than you will have the rest of your life until retirement. I know some of you are like, no way, bro. Like, I study all the time. Like, I'm so, no. I'm like, okay, print me out a schedule and write it out for me. All right, let's see how much time you have. But listen, listen. When you get married, like when you get a job, all right, you're going to get a job. You're going to get that nine to five. You might hopefully get five days of vacation your first two years. Like that's a big deal if you get five days. A lot of people have to work up for it. Many of you might get like two weeks and two weeks in business term is 10 days. 10 days out of 365 ain't that much, all right? Unless you're going to be working nine to five and like, well, well, maybe some of you are going to get married. All right. Praise be to Jesus. And then what happens? You're going to have kids. You want to know my schedule? 6.45 to 7 o'clock. Those three baby boys are waking your boy up right here. And listen, we get them. We're, we're, I just throw food at their faces just trying to feed them. They, they're like garbage disposal. They eat everything. I go off to work, I work, I counsel, I work, I counsel, I get back home, I'm a dad, put my dad pants back on, I dad, I dad, I dad, we get everything ready, I put them down at 7.30, we clean the house till 8, 8.30, and then it's time for my wife and I to have some type of communication, and we try to build into our marriage, we try to have like, how was your day, how was your day, With like, like we're trying, like we're barely like awake, but we try to make time for us. And listen, I might get 30 minutes to myself. You have more time right now than you will have the rest of your life for your singleness. And listen, if you don't learn how to align your life with Jesus now, it's going to be even more difficult to do it when you have everything else in your life hitting you in the face. Singleness gives you time to learn how to please the Lord. And I beg you, don't waste your time with something that you cannot get back. And it leads me to this second point. is how to use the gift of singleness. Paul answers this in verse 29, verse 31. 29 through 31, sorry. This is what I mean, brothers, to the point in time has grown very short. From now on, let those who have wives live as though they have none. And those who mourn as though they were not mourning. 
and those who rejoice, sorry, I hit the microphone, as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no goods, and those who deal with the world as they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. Paul is trying to say something here. He's saying that there's a problem that the church of Corinth needs to pay attention to. He's trying to refocus the church off of their problems and off of everything that is going on. And he needs to point them back to the singular uh, problem that is happening here. He's saying that the time is near. The present world is starting to fade away. And there's something that everybody is missing. There's something that we need to focus on. They are missing Jesus. And we as the church and we as the disciples of Jesus need to point people back to Jesus. This tells me two things, if I can contextualize this for college students here in Oklahoma City area. What I've noticed more than anything in, in, in the college world is this, is that we need to be present in the time now. Because we're so focused about what's next. What job am I going to have? What, what grades do I need to make for the next step? What is my future house going to look like? What future salary do I want to make? What wife am I going to have? What husband am I going to have? And one of the biggest things that I've noticed in my life, even as a college student and even now into into my adult years, is that the devil would make me focus more on my singleness and less on my Savior. Some of you, you're like, well, Brent, come on, bro. Like, come on. But you know what I'm talking about. I mean, even now, why are you here? Some of y'all, you got that little girl down, down the row right now, right? You've been catching eyes, all right? She might give you a smile. You might give her a smile, right? Right? Heart, heart thumping, okay. And you're like, we just got through with some worship songs. And you're like, you know what? I hope she saw me worship, right? <laughs> because, I mean, I don't know where you're at. You might be holding, holding the baby. You might be the wall pusher, the field goaler, right? The peck patter, the jumping jacks for Jesus. I don't know where you're at, all right? Are you doing that for Jesus? Or are you doing, doing that for the girl, Let's be honest. Hope she's looking at me. You might have been worshiping, crying, worshiping. I don't know. <laughs> hey, girls, don't be laughing. Let's go look at that Instagram. I got my coffee. I got my Bible. I got my fireplace, right? <laughs> Praising Jesus with sip sweaters and scripture, right? <laughs> I hope I catch them likes, and hopefully some guy sees how spiritual I really am, right? <laughs> Sip sweaters and scripture. Where? I don't know where I got that. <laughs> Students, the deadliest distraction for the devil to win right now is to get you focused on how not to be single anymore and less about leading people to the feet of Jesus. And I think that, that God just gave me three distractions that we can use during our singleness to distract us from 
from leading people to the feet of Jesus and us focusing on our singleness. And there's these three distractions. First is comparison. How many of us have those friends that are in relationships and we're like, I want that. Or you're walking down the, down, down the sidewalk and you see them holding hands like, man, oh, I wish I had that. How many of us pull this, this little thing out right here and we get on our, our Instagram page and we start looking and we see all these people in relationships and you start comparing and contrasting and like, oh, I want what Haley and Justin have, right? See, comparison takes your eyes off the Savior and it puts it back on your singleness. And I've seen so many people just be def- defeated because of their singleness. We see comparison, we then see complaining. Did you know that what comes out of your mouth is a reflection of what is in your heart? And I want you to be honest tonight because I've, I've sat and listened to many people in here. How many of us complain about being single? See, we complain and when we complain, we take where Jesus has us at and we'd rather replace it where you think Jesus should have us be. Now, come on. We got some complainers out there. Be honest, right? Is this you and JC? All right. And lastly, I think it's a culmination of the first two. It's the big snare that the devil can use, and I think it's something that can be detrimental to a Christian, is when you compare yourself, you take your eyes off the Savior, and you put it on your singleness, and then you complain, and that's where he has you, and you, and you want to take it to where you want to be. And then what happens is that we compromise. We put ourselves in a position where Jesus cannot be glorified. And it, and it turns that gift of singleness off the table and it becomes a burden rather than a blessing. And what does that look like in this college world is you start dating the wrong person. You start dating somebody that you shouldn't and you become less than what God has intended for you to be. Listen, I, I, I'm going to say this with 100% certainty, and some of y'all might hate me for this. You cannot be the person that God wants you to be if you're with the person that you shouldn't be with. All right? How do we combat these snares that the devil lays for us? It's simply this. You ready for this? This is going to be real deep for you. If you have Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and I want to take a side note here. Some of us don't know this. If you want Jesus to be the personal Lord of your Savior, you need to know that you're a sinner in need of a Savior, right? And it says in the Bible, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that he came and died and rose on the third day in order for you to be saved, That is what it takes to be a a, a saved Christian to walk in eternity. Let there be no uncertainty about that, okay? Some of y'all need to do that tonight. Let's get it straight so we can be dancing in in heaven a million years from now, talking about crossover a a million years ago. But when you have Jesus and you know that he's the savior for your eternity, 
many of us need to start letting the Savior of our eternity be the Savior of our temporary. And when you start Proverbs 3, 5, 6, and a lot of people have it tattooed on, on their arms, that we need to trust in the Lord with our heart and lean not on our own understanding. We need to acknowledge Him in all of our ways, and He will make our paths straight. We need to trust God in order to take care of our lives and let us quit worrying about it. You need to trust that He has your life covered. And when this happens, you can put your eyes on the goal of bringing God glory. And how do we do that? We do it with our time. If I were you, if I can just start bringing this all together. If I were you, I would use my time wisely. And if I could just go back to college, you know what I would start doing? I'd walk on campus. I'd walk on campus one morning, one afternoon, whenever you feel like you're the most alive in the spirit. And I would literally just go enjoy nature. And I'd walk with nature. I'd try to get in tune with Jesus. I'd go find me a shade tree. And no lie, I would talk out loud to Jesus. People would think I'm crazy, all right? But I'm ADD. I got, I got to talk out loud, all right? There's a squirrel, but, but I'm still talking to Jesus. But see, a lot of us, we don't know how to pray to Jesus. Praying to Jesus is talking to Jesus. A lot of us have to find our rhythm in talking with Jesus and walking with Jesus and growing with Jesus. And then you know what I'd do is I would open his word and I would start memorizing. I would start doing what it says and I would start working on it. And you ready for this, Christians? This is what I've seen happen in the church and this is why a lot of churches fail. This is what I've seen with a lot of Christians and this is why a lot of Christians are lonely and depressed and they're not going anywhere. It's because they might pray to Jesus, they might read about Jesus, but they never talk about Jesus. You want to know how to use your singleness? Pray to Jesus, learn about Jesus, and then go find somebody and talk about Jesus. And I'm telling you, it will change your life. You don't have to know everything, but you know Jesus, the creator of the world. He's going to give you the words to say, you know what, say, you know what, I don't know where you're at right now. But I got a Savior that wants to love you and wants to encourage you and wants to bring you up. You want to get to know him? Because I'd like to invite you to know him. And start talking with him and love them the way that Christ loves you and get to know them. Grow in your rhythm of grace that God has given you. Singleness is a gift when your relationship with Jesus is greater than everything else in this world. Can we say that we are doing our singleness right? See, singleness is done right when our relationship with Jesus satisfies our insecurities, our thoughts, our doubts, our fear, and our loneliness. And listen, as I close up here, I want to just kind of mention something to those of us who are dealing with loneliness, depression because of singleness or we're jumping into a relationship right now. I just want y'all to know something. I love pizza. Anybody love pizza? Like, where are we getting with this? All right. My wife buys these personal pizzas that we can pop in the oven, and, like, I love them. All right? It's like, that's the reason why I have an inner tube right now. All right? <laughs> and in the back of the box, it's like 425 for 17 minutes. All right? I know that. All right? Every, you want me to tell you what happens about 90% of the time? I put that pizza in, put the 17-minute timer in about 14 minutes. I'm like, oh, like gurgles. Like, I'm like so hungry. I'm look, looking like a little kid. Like, 
like, come on. And no, like 15 minutes every time. Like I pull it out. I'm so hungry. I pull it. And I, I don't even cut the pizza. I just like pick it up and just like bite it. Like it's bad. I know. You know, every time that I do that, it like I always bite like the worst spot. And it's like the dough hasn't been cooked. And it's just like cheese, like a cheese snot ball. Like that's what it like. It's just like, it's just horrible. It tastes bad. Uh, and I regret it. Every single time. It looked good. It smelled good. But it sure as heck wasn't ready. Right? Students, maybe God doesn't have you in a relationship because maybe you're just not ready. And we need to trust Him to take care of us and let us get prepared for the right person. And we need to wait and we need to worship and let the Lord become to prepare us to be the person that we need to be. Maybe some of us, we've jumped into a relationship that isn't ready. And it doesn't bring God glory. And I'm begging you tonight to make that hard decision to make it right. To know that you shouldn't be in this relationship tonight. And you need to make that relationship with Jesus bigger than that relationship with that person. It might not be a bad person. They're just not right for you. And when you make those decisions, know that they're not easy. Because when you, ch- when you start making those type of decisions for Jesus, what happens is it puts that burden back to a blessing. And it makes that gift of singleness work in the righteousness of God. Students, we got a lot of decisions that we have to make, and I know relationships and I know singleness just destroys a lot of us. And my prayer is tonight is that we can use this and we can grow in our gift of singleness in God. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for your word. I pray that tonight we find our rhythm with you, that we use our time wisely. Now, we don't look singleness as a burden, but we look at singleness as a gift that you have granted us. And we know that singleness is done right when our life looks more like you than it does the world. And I pray and I beg that you are going to change the hearts of so many students tonight. And Lord, I ask that tonight that they come down to, to the prayer team down front or up in the balcony and they're saying, you know what, tonight I want to take a stand. You know, I want to make singleness a gift. I want to quit thinking less of myself and I want to start empowering myself in God. And you know what, I don't want to waste my time. I want to start spreading the love of Jesus on this campus. Students, you're not, you're not kids anymore. You're adults. It's time for us to build our own faith in Jesus. And I beg that tonight, that you stand up and do it. Lord, be with us tonight as we worship these last couple songs. Let us be able to fall down at your feet and be able to maybe make the decision of ending a relationship that we know is not bringing glory to God. Maybe we need to end a life that's not bringing glory to God. But tonight we take our singleness and we take it into action. Maybe some of us tonight, we need to start a relationship with you and we need to know that you are a savior and we are a sinner and we need to trust that you are the Lord of us all and that we want to commit our life to you. And I beg that students do that. Lord, be with us. Strengthen us. For your name. Amen. If you would stand up, please.